This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Miss Miko Ishioka-san is from the Tokyo Holocaust Education Center, shortly known as Kokoro. It was established in 1998 to educate school children in Japan about the importance of mutual respect using the lessons of the Holocaust. Miss Ishioka-san was in Johannesburg earlier this month, where she spoke at the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center on Hannah's suitcase, one of the programs Kokoro launched now an international bestseller and an award-winning film. I'm absolutely delighted to have her. Uh, Ms. Shiokasan, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. I know it was a while back, but... Uh, uh, thank you very much for hosting the World Cup. It was a very amazing oh, experience. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Congratulations <laughs> on South African team. Yes. And good luck for the upcoming um, Olympics. Olympic next year, yes. Ms. Ishioka-san, um, you've got a Holocaust Center in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And I think people may be surprised mm-hmm. to learn why Tokyo has a mm-hmm. Holocaust Center. Mm-hmm. Yes. it's First of all, it's a very small uh, initiative. Uh, uh, it's, it's been 20 years, but uh, to be honest, using the lessons, withdraw, trying to withdraw lessons from the history of the Holocaust, teach Japanese children values like tolerance and mutual respect and compassion and because Japan is a small island country but we also have our own challenges of um, uh, discrimination against uh, minority and uh, coming to terms with uh, our own uh, war history and so there's so much that kids in Japan can learn from the Holocaust um, because Really, the Holocaust gives you an opportunity to um, to ask questions, which is not normally encouraged to do in still in school systems in Japan. We uh, value. Um, I was just telling this morning that we value harmony. We uh, value um, respect uh, each other's, but. Uh, you, uh, I really wanted to give kids a chance to ask questions and think what kind of society they want to live in. And, uh, so the history of the Holocaust is such a, a powerful, uh, lessons which, uh, asks you what you would do in the face of similar discrimination, prejudice, and hatred, and so um, we decided that we wanted to, yes. The Japanese experience of Holocaust Mm -hmm. for us is often told through Mm -hmm. the story of Mr. Tiura Mm Sugihara-san, and um, he's brave efforts at saving many Jews Mm -hmm. um, led to Jews coming into Japan for a short time Mm -hmm. before going on to other places. Mm -hmm. What other information about the Holocaust does Japanese society have? Uh, Other than Sugihara? Mm. um, Well, the diary of Anne Frank is very popular, but many people only think that uh, Anne Frank died in the war. So for many Japanese people, she is a symbol of war victims, not without fully understanding this persecution against this 
Jewish people. We still have a lot of challenges. Um, we uh, are trying to explain the whole process, not just the killing of six million Jewish people, but happen and uh, showing the process. That's what we believe is very important. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that Japan has uh, issues around tolerance, mm-hmm. only because every society in the world has yeah. those issues. Mm-hmm. I know there is a small Jewish community mm-hmm. in in Japan, mainly yeah. in Tokyo, and yeah. I think in Osaka. If I'm uh, Kobe, Kobe, yes, um, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, and when I think of tolerance, I think of Japanese being mm-hmm. maybe more tolerant. In other societies, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a while back, mm-hmm. I learned that Anne Frank books from mm-hmm. the library mm-hmm. had been mm-hmm. defaced. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember there was an outcry amongst Japanese society, mm-hmm. and I wondered why somebody would do that, and mm-hmm. the kind of response by the Holocaust Center there. Mm. I still don't know who did it on what motivation, but uh, it was actually it is terrible that such thing happened. But then uh, the library, the Ming library, which had the most books uh, destroyed, they approached us and they invited us to do uh, like a workshop uh, there. And there were uh, phone calls uh, uh, at our center saying that they want to donate books and actually became an opportunity where people were more uh, aware of the importance of learning about the Holocaust in so those are, things are opportunities. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved or interested in this work? It was rather a gradual, gradual process. Um, I was never a historian. I never actually specialized in the history of the Holocaust. But um, after I got involved in this work, I had an opportunity to interview survivors. And they really uh, uh, gave me lessons of life and really... Uh, motivated me to uh, to contribute to peace and human rights education in any in any way I Ms. Ishioka san you are in South Africa to promote Hannah's suitcase. Can you tell me a bit about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well actually I was this is my second time in South Africa. I was here uh, eleven years ago to promote Hannah's suitcase but th- just just this morning I had the opportunity to share the story again with educators here in, in Johannesburg. Um, so it's 20 years ago when I was struggling how I'm going to introduce the history of the Holocaust, I went to Auschwitz and I saw this pile of suitcases and I asked for a loan of one suitcase, any suitcase and a few months later they sent me this one suitcase which had a name Hannah Brady and the kids come to, to see this suitcase and they wanted to know who the owner was and what happened to her and what happened to her family so with this curiosity of children and questions, I realized that maybe I can make this one suitcase a meaningful object. I decided that I wanted to make it a symbol of life. Uh, wanted to put a face to. Uh, I, I wanted to give it a face, and so I decided that I do a little research. Uh, I started writing to all these Holocaust museums all over Europe, and and then I found out that this girl, the owner of the suitcase was in another camp called Theresienstadt in, in the, the then Czechoslovakia. And 
there they were uh, secret art schools and they found Hannah's drawings and they sent them to me and then students wanted to know more and I was looking for her photographs and and then uh, I had an opportunity to visit uh, the Czechoslovakia, the Terezin and there I uh, I the curator showed me this list of uh, 90,000 uh, uh, people who went through Terezin uh, and on this one page I found the name Hannah Brady and she was just one of so many who was sent to Auschwitz and killed but right above Hannah's name there was George Brady Hannah's uh, brother and the name George Brady had a box around it it was the, the only name which has a box around it and so I asked what it means and the curator told me that this person survived mm. Auschwitz and so I ran back into the Jewish Museum in Prague and there they helped me with my research and they found a man who knows George Brady the brother and he came over to see me at the Jewish Museum and he said that I was his bunkmate <laughs> and so I asked him "Is where's George Brady could he still be alive and he was uh, well and alive in Toronto, Canada. So students and I wrote to George Brady, Hannah's brother, and he sent us reply. Uh, was four pages full of happy memories with his little sister, and he sent us beautiful photo of Hannah. We were finally able to put a face, and it was. Uh, uh, and then the George Brady uh, came to uh, to Japan to see the suitcase, and and the Japanese students were full of questions. So George answered all these questions, and it was an unbelievable, uh, incredible meeting. Uh, and it was turned into a book, and a film, and the theater. And we started traveling to schools. George and I visited schools. Um, uh, Mexico, Australia, Germany, Czech Republic, just all over. And uh, so 11 years ago, uh, George's daughter, Lara Hannah, and I were here wow. in Johannesburg. And it was an amazing experience to share this story with so many South African kids here. And uh, so I, but back then I never thought that I'd be able to come back. Um, um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, so really the story goes on. Uh, this morning it was really wonderful to share the story again with educators here who says that they are sharing the story of Hannah with, with students here. So, yeah. What an incredible story. Thank I'm you. I'm really grateful. Yeah. Ms. Ishioka-san, uh, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Arigatou gozaimasu.